And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi, everybody, and welcome once more to Greenlight Reviews. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And today, Ann, we are going to review a film that we will never forget. It's called 127 Hours. Yes. It was directed by Danny Boyle. Wonderful director. Absolutely. He also wrote it along with Simon Beaufoy. Based on a book. Based on a book by Aaron Ralston. And in the film, James Franco plays Aaron Ralston. Mm -hmm. The plot, I think most people know about it. Well, it's kind of right there in Aaron Ralston's book. Absolutely. Between a rock and a hard place. That's right. A great title for a book. Correct. What happened to Aaron Ralston is he was mountain climbing in Utah. He lives in Colorado, but he was mountain climbing in Utah. He fell into a crevice, and an 800-pound boulder fell down after him and pinned his arm, uh-huh. his right arm. Right. Now, he is a right-handed person, so his good arm was buried under this 800-pound boulder, and he is stuck down there in a very claustrophobic position for 127 hours, which is almost five days. And this film, which is brilliant, by the way, it is brilliantly done by Danny Boyle. It is astonishingly acted by James Franco. But this film deals with this young man all by himself Mm -hmm. with nothing and nobody to talk to. Thank goodness he has a video camera with him. And he tapes himself talking. Otherwise, there he is. Not much food, not much water. Mm -hmm. What is he going to do? This film is harrowing to watch. Indeed it is. What was so great about this was that we really were watching Man Against Nature. It's a very simple concept. It's a very universal theme. Can man outsmart nature or a higher power or God, depending on what you believe in? And in this movie, Aaron Ralston really has his work cut out for him. His faith is definitely tested, and so is his physical strength. We must say that as a mountaineer, Ralston was in superb shape. Oh, yeah. And he had everything that he needed for a routine day of mountain climbing. In fact, he had enough supplies, actually, to keep him alive once he's pinned down by that boulder for five days. He goes in and out of what I would call reality, and that's what keeps the film from being claustrophobic. Yes. There are images that flash upon the screen. There are sequences of fantasy. There are memories, dreams. All kinds of scenarios come into the mix here. Yes. All because of Danny Boyle's really inventive direction so that you never feel like you are trapped for two hours in the movie theater, but you do feel right along with James Franco's character of Aaron Ralston, you do feel the fact that he is in an absolutely helpless situation. He is helpless, and to see what he does with his left hand and his teeth the pulleys that he constructs, how he stays alive, how he eats, how he drinks. I don't want to go into detail about it. Oh, no, no, no. Well, there are desperate measures here that a person must take. And Aaron has many feverish attempts to try to escape by using the little tools that he has with him. And, you know,
know, all of that comes to no avail. But what's so great about the character is that every hour he thinks about how he might continue his survival. He looks at his knife and realizes that the good Swiss Army knife that he should have brought with him, he left at home and he brought this cheap version that his mother <laughs> stuck into his stocking for Christmas one year. That's right. And he regrets that, of course. He also regrets very much that yes. he didn't leave word for anybody as to where he might be going. That's right. He just took off. He's wandering around in the mountains somewhere. Well, he does bump into two young ladies early in the film. Yes. Kate Mara and Amber Tamblyn are the actresses. And they're very good. They're excellent. And the three of them have a little bit of a fun time splashing around in some mountain lakes and so on that he finds and takes them to. Then they part, and the last thing that he says to them is, I'll see you at some party. Yes behind a motel the next day, I believe. Right. So they were the only people, as I recall, that had any contact with Aaron Ralston once he started on his long hike. Of course. And then when he didn't show up at the party, I would imagine they thought, well, he probably couldn't make it. I don't think it ever occurred to them that this was something that he desperately wanted to do. The great thing for me about this film, Anne, Uh this is about courage, Uh and all of us are a whole lot braver than we think we are. That's a great point. And to watch the Aaron Ralston character do what he does is breathtakingly amazing. Well, I think not only does Franco deliver a powerhouse performance, but again, Danny Boyle builds the suspense in this film to such a point that really the denouement of the movie, which is he must make a decision. Does he just lie there and simply let the boulder win over him? Yes. Or does he cut the arm off? Now, we all know that this is part of the story, so we're not letting anything out of the bag here. But by that time in the movie, you know, we always use this phrase, cut to the chase, cut to the chase. I want to say (laughs) chase to the cut, chase to the cut, cut, cut. Because as an audience member, you are so drawn into this film. You really want this guy to survive. And you know there is only one way out. And if that's the only exit, then it must be taken. Therefore, you want for this act to occur. And it is not so terrible, frankly, because you know that it will buy him his freedom and his survival. And that means that he beat this particular boulder in nature. Sure, sure. There's so many great scenes. It is man versus nature. It is about how faith in a higher power can work miracles. And I believe that Aaron Ralston had that somewhere in his life. And I think that also you realize that man's survival really depends on others whether it's another human being or whether it's a higher power. Oh, sure. You know, the other thing that I love about this film, I can't remember any other film that I have ever seen Mm -hmm. in which the audience is so tremendously involved and emotionally invested in what is going on on the screen. And again, as I say, a lot of it is very difficult to watch because you're feeling what he's feeling. But when I walked out of the film, I felt elevated. I felt lifted. I felt almost enchanted. Number one, by the tremendous skill in making this Uh film. And the other thing, the tremendous tip of the cap 
to the human spirit. I agree. I was exhausted after watching the film. Oh, I yeah. crawled out. Yes. <laughs> it was so harrowing. It was so chilling. It was so exhausting that, you know, I could barely make it to the car. But once I sat down and reflected on the film, I realized what a sensational human being Aaron Ralston is. And of course, the movie ends on a really great high note. It is inspiring and it's an upper. It's a tough two hours, but honestly, it's nothing compared to what Aaron Ralston went through. So for me, I'm going to give 127 hours a green light. I would give 127 hours 127 green lights. This is the kind of film that you won't see very often. It's the kind of film that will make you feel what you don't feel often enough. I just think it's sensational, and I think both you and I, Anne, could recommend this film to everyone. I agree. It's really something. Two green lights for 127 hours. Don't miss it. Well, we're going to be back with another film to review very, very soon. If it's going to be half as good as this one, it's something that I'm going to look forward to. Well, then it would only be 63 and a half hours. (laughs) (laughs) Until then, though, my name is Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to all meet together and be lifted by seeing something like this again at the movies. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.